Hello. It's the NR Look, the Aussie Rules podcast. Say hello. Hi, guys. G'day. We're uh, here. It's round one. It's a, it's a thing. It's done. It happened and uh, it's done. And now we're here ready for round two. Looking forward to say it's our first episode of our new uh, format or a new shortened. Hopefully we can fit in yeah, 30 minutes. Version. We're going to try and uh, dribble less shit. Yeah, make it a little bit shorter. I'm just going to get a timer going here. Um, in any case, with, with, with the interest of being quick, let's go straight into the news. <laughs> All right. No one cares about the news. No we know. Cares. But there was some news that's semi-interesting. So No news is good news. Uh, Tom, Tom Liberatore, he's done his ACL, so he's out for the season. So no. unlucky, mate. I mean, he's back to it's, Vietnam. It's not what the Bulldogs need. And when I saw that, I uh, watched a bit of their game this weekend and I just thought, wow, this team won the premiership two years ago. <laughs> now they're horrible. You want, yeah, I like to think of them like Hawthorne and they won it in 08 and then they kind of took a backward step because they won it young and they lost a few older players like Murphy retired, Boyd retired. But I don't know if they're going to come back. I think they might be on the verge of another rebuild. Just, uh, But they got a premiership out of it. So, you know, a collo, yeah, it's pretty good. YOLO. The old two-year collo hangover. But uh, anyways... Then Paddy Ryder's out for six weeks with Achilles tendonitis, which is not great. not that bad because I thought it was his Achilles just gone. Still not great because he's missed a lot of footy with them and he's actually a very pivotal player. Yeah, but you know, it, it, compared to an Achilles good. rupture, uh, tendonitis is not too bad. So six weeks, it's going to put some stress on their uh, ruck stocks, but you know, they'll be able to figure it out, I'm assuming. And that's basically the only news I really care about. Uh, Joel Selwood, he sort of hurt his knee. He reckons he's all right. Daniel Rich is going to miss a few weeks with an ankle injury. Mason Cox got suspended. MRP stuff. Yeah. I think they're challenging Douglas's hit. I don't really care about the MRP. It's too early in the week. Some stuff is probably going to get yeah. changed anyway. Luke Parker kicked a cool goal. But they did that. They changed the system, so they looked yeah. at that Douglas bump on the Saturday and gave him one week, but they're challenging apparently. That's all the time we got for the news. Who cares? MRP, yeah. who cares? <laughs> all right. We'll move on to uh, our, our results and review from round one. <laughs> so round one, as I said, existed and t- took place. It was a thing. And we'll go through. So we're going to try and the games. So we're just human beings with, with lives. We're not paid to do this at the moment unless you want to sponsor us. So we don't get to see every single game. So some of the games we didn't see, so we'll just kind of gloss over their results briefly. But the ones that we did get to watch, we'll try and give a little bit more detailed analysis. So we'll give you a totally unbiased review of the Richmond-Carlton game led by Croft. and uh, unbiased? Paul and I. Paul, Paul's here, by the way, again, instead of uh, Dico. That'll be the case for a while. So Croft will give his uh, thoughts on the game and then we'll, we'll chime in at the end maybe if there's anything we think he missed out. Day Croft. Um, it was a good game to open up round one, I thought. I think a lot of people probably tipped Carlton to get uh, smashed by Richmond and they came out all guns a-blazing. Well, I tipped him to lose by 28 and I was two points off. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Still another win. <laughs> so, yeah, I it was a pretty entertaining game. Very uh, Not a lot of defense. It was very attacking football um, by both teams. High scoring relatively um i thought richmond probably were a little bit off the mark early carlton 
caught him by surprise, but um, as expected, I expected that Carlton did drop off and the uh, you know the cream rose to the top for Richmond. I think they just handily ended up taking care of business in the last quarter. Taking care of business. So yeah, it was <laughs> one of those. It was the honourable loss. I was hoping Carlton wouldn't have. Very disappointing. It's that was sometimes even more disappointing when they play so well and still lose. Cole, did you think anything? Nah, Different. pretty much just bad kicking, bad footy by Richmond, so they kind of got their eye in, but nah, it's too good. Yeah, I didn't get. I watched the game kind of uh, in parts because I had footy training, so I saw the first half and I had to go to footy, and then I watched most of the second half when I got home. And pretty much what Croft said, Carlton played pretty well. They had good energy early. Um, they got a pretty good run of 50 meter penalties and Richmond just kind of got on top at the end but yeah 17 goals 19 it probably they probably could have won a lot more. of them were rushed behinds I will so look that's a positive there a lot of it was um, Carlton defense smacking it over the but they yeah. were uncharacteristically kicking a lot of crap kicks like there were yeah. so many hat kicks out of the fall and stuff well like even so. if it's a rush from being punched over that's partly bad offense as well because it means you're kicking it probably too close to the line and allowing yeah. that but, but yeah that's you know they got the win this i don't think either team would would be too shaken by that result richmond would have expected richmond might be a little bit disappointed in there but the starts of the game i don't think you'd like to really kick off yeah. round one getting five goals kicked against yeah you, but. but they they bounced back and they scored 120 points that's pretty handy in the end yeah um so the friday night game Essendon versus Adelaide. Paul, do you want to talk about this one? Because I didn't get to see most of this game. I was. Yeah, it was basically what I said. They like uh, Essendon just have that X factor that they seem to be able to take the scalps of big teams. I don't think Adelaide played very well. Um, not their usual standard, like 80, what, 87 points. That was pretty. Well, they're missing a few players as well. Adelaide is yeah. like Essendon. But also, I think Essendon come out of the come out of the gates blazing away for Jake Stringer. I was talking a lot of smack about him last <laughs> week. He actually played decent. It wasn't like prolific or anything, but he had yeah. sixteen disposals and he seemed to be around the mark. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty good game to watch. Essendon just come home strong. They basically mm. just took it out in the fourth quarter. Really, pretty both pretty inaccurate. Looking at the fifty percent conversion rate at goal, but yeah, that no, was all right. Good game. Croft, did you have any different thoughts on it? Yeah, pretty much uh, not much different. I thought uh, Carlton superstar Bryce Gibbs played really well. Very unnoticed with yeah, the haircut, nice. but yeah. Um, Michael Barlow-esque possessions. But yeah, nothing to stand out. I thought, yeah, it was probably a good win for Essendon to start. Yeah. start I think season. Essendon would take more out of it than <clears throat> Adelaide because... I think Adelaide would be disappointed they didn't be. back up the yeah, but, grand but, final. Yeah, but I think the fact they've had play, they had a lot of players out and stuff like that. I think they probably feel, you know, they probably should have won. They didn't finish the game well, but you know, at the same time, they they did have a few players. Tex Walker was out and stuff like that, so they wouldn't be, you know, they wouldn't be stumping up just yet. No, but well, um, would be. but for Essendon, they'd be feeling good. I think you know, knock off a grand final team. Blah blah blah. Uh, the Saturday game, so Saint Kilda beat. Brisbane, look, I didn't watch that game. I don't think either of you watched it. Pretty much a to-be-expected result. Brisbane competitive, though, by all reports, which is a good sign for them. And our man, Hodgie, who we gave a, a stirring tribute to last year before he decided he wasn't retiring, mm-hmm. had 25 like touches. So he's still That's got it. He show he's clearly still capable of playing at the level. So what well under Hodgie. But probably yes. twice that number of pointing throughout the match. Too. Probably, yeah. 
I might have to rewatch it just to see some of the good action. But yeah, St Kilda win by twenty five, so probably you'd probably expect that. The, yeah, but you, I mean Brisbane were probably a little bit more competitive even than yeah. you would give them. The Saints, that's just the type of game they need to win. That's the sort of thing that they yeah. previous years would drop games against poor teams and probably cost them making the finals maybe last year. So good win for them. Uh, the next game, I'll probably talk about this one since it's my mob, Frio. Uh, they got smacked by Port Adelaide by 50 points. I think if you watch the game, they were reasonably competitive in parts. They got a bit better in the, in the second half. Um, there was a period of time there where I thought, oh, no. I think I even said out loud, oh no, they're going to lose by 100 again like they did last year to Port over there. But they dug in and, yeah, Port, Port were pretty impressive. All their new recruits played pretty well. You know, Jack Watts, they got a lot of enigmas in their team like Watson uh, and what's his face? Motlop. Yeah. What's his face? But, you know, what was the thing we were saying last week? That expression we kept saying. Log jam. Oh, log yeah, jam. Like they got a log jam of real X Factor players. And, you know, predictably is what always seems to happen when it's against your team is the X-Factors X-Factored and they were out there just touchdowns, yeah. Mark Holden and style. That's they look good. Rockliffe, right, I don't think Rockliffe played. Well, Rockliffe's one of those guys, you just don't way. notice Rockliffe. Like he couldn't have a Did he rack game it up, you though? don't really notice him. I don't know. I'm going to try and look at the uh, He was very low. Like the stats, if I can I mean, like after the first them. quarter, I think he only had two touches or something. So Yeah, so he, yeah, I don't think he was... I don't think he was no, he ended up on dominant. 12 disposals and yes, one goal. That's, that's crap. But the other guy, Motlop played pretty well. Jack Watts did some good things. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Port, we knew, well, we thought would probably be a bit stronger this year with some of the recruits, albeit they are a bit enigmatic. And so they'll have up, up games and down games. But at home, you'd expect them to play pretty well. Scored 110, which is good. Freer only scored the 60. Yeah, but there was some good like Cam McCarthy played all right Matt Tabernard played really well I think he had 20 touches and 9 marks or something so that's probably close to a career high for him 20 possessions a few other guys struggled like Fife didn't have a great game he got tagged they didn't play Joel Hamling because I thought he was underdone but he played well at Peel so we'll hold judgment on Frio see how they go this week they got Essendon over here at home Essendon tend to play well in Perth obviously the first Frio game at the new stadium so we'll see how that goes but yeah do you guys see anything or think anything different from the game than what I no, said I pretty much say, same as you like the whole they didn't look like they got absolutely pwned but I think they just yeah. they just let too many through in a row in quick succession that yeah. they had a hard so they defended well but yeah. Port's like inside 50 conversion was really good they they're just targets, a real like so. as they used to be called like the fittest team in the AFL like, they're just a real manic team so their pressure mm. is actually quite up there yeah and Freo's pressure is pretty good as well, but if they just defend, obviously, they just can't kick 100, really. Yeah. <laughs> Ross Lyon said after the game that they they had a strategy to stopping Port doing what they wanted to do, but they just didn't. I, I can't remember what it was, that the thing that Port do, that he I think it was like rebounding or something, but whatever it was, they didn't do it. And he was disappointed in that. Crawford, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, nothing major. I think it was just, just a bad game for Freo. They didn't execute. Hmm. They just didn't execute what they wanted to do. And yeah. I think there was a lot of... I mean, and a lot of that is like kicking. Like sometimes, you know, that those those vital kicks around half-back midfield kind of area and they just don't come off and it just hurts you really bad, especially a team that can yeah. convert quite And they'd been kicking well in that situation in the JLT. So hopefully that was just a, a bad game. But I mean, Porter, a team they're expecting to contend. Frio was still two, second or third year into a rebuild. So, yeah. I mean, I'm optimistic about them but obviously that yeah. you know, it didn't look great that. but you can't write anybody off for round one yeah. so uh, the next game I didn't see this one and I'm pr- pretty glad I didn't because it looked like it was crap uh, Gold Coast beat North Melbourne it's 55 to 39 yeah the weather was horrible 
probably what we both think. Like we both think that we, we all think they're not um, very good teams, either of them. But we think that Gold Coast is probably slightly ahead. So I think to be expected yeah. result based on what our ladders and stuff were, our predictions yeah. last week. So yeah, but I mean, by yeah. the looks of the weather, like those kind of games can go either way. Those are the ones that you look at when the weather's really, really, really inclement. That it really doesn't matter. It's just whoever kicks the ball, you know. Yeah. Forward looks like Gold Coast could have smashed them as well. We hit seven thirteens. They weren't even accurate. Yeah. That's, that's All right. Well, we'll move on because we're already pretty much over time. What we're supposed to do for this segment, Hawthorne and Collingwood. Paul, do you want to talk? Like, I think I watched this game. Did I? Yeah, I did. We yeah, watched yeah, it all together. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a pretty good game. Uh, it's kind of like the Freo thing. I don't think their scoreline really shows how well Collingwood played. Like they they showed up a little bit more than I thought they would. Um, other than that, Tom Mitchell fifty four disposals mm. and Jaeger Ramirez. Jaeger Amira was pretty good. Like it was good. Just, yeah. He looked pretty well. It didn't get the thirty disposals. Yeah, he wasn't good enough for our bet, but he, yeah. like, he was. But <laughs> I quite I quite enjoyed watching him. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a pretty solid game. I think Gunners played pretty well. The whole oh, team played. He checked in. He did. Cyril, Cyril, Cyril did. Yeah, Cyril, Cyril basically yeah. checked out. He may as well have just taken a. He played last Cyril, but he popped yeah. up a few times and. But that's 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 the risk you take when you put bets on him, especially when he's now his unselfish play. He always kicks it off. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was a good game to watch. Yeah. It just kind of blew out in the end, I think. But yeah, got on top. Pretty basic. Uh, we, we, just while we're here, we, we were we we've got a drop this week. We've gone back to our roots of having yes. a drop, and we've got Cooper's Brewery Sparkling Ale. Mm. Standard. Paul, do you want, have anything to say about it? You know, this is your. You brought this to the table. Uh, yeah, um, it's actually my go-to drink. Uh, it's one point seven standard drinks per bottle, so it's actually quite strong. So if you're looking to get fucked up quickly, yep. So <laughs> Please go. drink responsibly. Yeah. So it's, um, drink responsibly. It doesn't like some of the other beers you've had have had little, you know, fun facts or interesting marketing on the label. This one just says no yeah. additives, no preservatives. It's no, good. It's, a, it's, it's good. Coop, so it's is, pretty straightforward. Coopers is Adelaide, Adelaide brand, so it's good over. It's good one from over there. Um, it's a very hoppy beer from from my from what my taste. I heard they recently me. added more hops. Hops to it. They also added took away more hops. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't have anything else to say about that. You summed up that game beautifully, so we're moving on. Uh, the Giants-Bulldogs game, I saw a little bit of this one. I don't know if you, you guys probably didn't because you don't have uh, Foxtel. Shut oh, You've got a, a, a form of Foxtel. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It was yeah. too early on a Sunday. Uh, basically, <laughs> I just thought, wow, the Bulldogs are crap now and GWS are real good. And I was surprised because in some of the like stuff on Foxtel during the week, um, they were saying stuff about GWS that they weren't sure because they'd lost a lot of players and all that kind of stuff. But I was like, they had players to lose. I don't think they lost. They haven't lost anyone that was like yeah, solidified it, best twenty-two player. They yeah. did not, and I think the fact that Matt DeBoer is in their best twenty-two now and in their leadership group probably shows where they're at a bit, where they were lacking guys who were being real professionals. Like they got had a lot of guys that were real talented, dominated at junior level, came in. They've got a guy who's just been a workhorse kind of player that's had to really struggle to make it. And I think he's having a positive... You could see him giving instructions to some of the other guys out there and I think he's a positive influence on them. And uh, they're going to be tough to beat. You know, Delidio's healthy. He didn't play particularly well, but he, he was there and, uh, you know, he's a good player. He can play well. Toby Green was good. Jeremy Cameron played well. So the Bulldogs have got a lot of injury problems. They've lost some of the experience that they had the last couple of years. And I think they're at a bit of a crossroads where they could kind of go either way the next year or so, Bulldogs, where they can try and top up with some experienced talents through trades or whatever, or they can just try and say, well, a lot of our good players are still young. Let's draft and try and make a really, really strong list for another three or four years' time. I don't know what they're going to do, but 
It's only one game into the season. They could bounce back. They've got good players still. You guys didn't see it, so you have nothing to say about it. Yeah, that's all good. Um, Melbourne and Geelong. This is a really good game. Uh, Geelong had a couple of chances late to really seal it. Dan Menzel apparently is the least clutch man. He obviously <laughs> drives an automatic because he mm-hmm. has never seen a clutch. And Maxi Gorn right there alongside him choked it up at the end. So he shouldn't even have had a chance to do that because Dan Menzel had two chances to steal the game. But Maxi Gorn had a crack at the end. Uh, takeaways from this game is that both teams looked good at different stages of the game. Geelong looked like they ran out of legs a little bit late in the game, probably due to the fact they were relying on some older players. Selwood got hurt, played on, but I, I reckon he's got like a medial ligament strain at the least. And Gary Abbott looked very good, ran out of steam towards the end of the game, but he looked, I, I said to Croft, he looks like he looks like 90% Gary Ablett. Like he looks a bit slower than he used to be, and but he adapted during the game to that and started giving the ball a bit quicker and you know, did all right. But it was a good game and a good win for Geelong. Both teams would love to have stolen that one. I tipped Melbourne, so I was spewing when Maxi Gorn missed that shot. But uh, I was basically writing, get that. That, writing that result right to the end, hoping for my 100% for the weekend. Yeah, I think <laughs> that that and Frio was the only, they were the two I got wrong. Um, do you guys have anything else to say? No, I only watched, I watched the first half of that game, so I didn't catch the end where all the... Uh, unclutchness was was happening yeah. but what i did see was good from well promising from both sides really it was yeah. it's basically a, a well-known formidable team against a possible a team that wants yeah. to be yeah, yeah a possible up-and-comer yeah. so it's pretty much what you wanted to see a close game yeah it'll still be interesting to see if the uh three amigos i don't know what you want to call them so would danger, danger woodlet and uh <laughs> is, that, is that what the media and ablett will all play together at any point this season good to see gary ablett <laughs> back in Geelong yeah, I think he, he played well because there. of the whole like they kind of relied on too much at Gold Coast yeah. yeah and when he was injured he doesn't like playing injured because of all the like painkillers and whatnot I, I assumed he would play pretty well because he's he got happy um, last game of the round West Coast opened up their Optus Stadium account with a big L against the Swans uh, Buddy Franklin Buddy Franklin West Coast made a pretty good fight back and, and nearly stole it but I think if you I didn't watch the entire game, but the parts it seemed like Sydney pretty well deserved to win. West Coast would have, it would have been a bit of a steal if they'd been able to get over the top, but Sydney fought them off again at the end. Um, the score line is probably even a little bit flattering to Sydney due to a late free kick given oh, yeah. the, on at the death of the game to uh, give Sydney an extra goal than they probably earned. But um, yeah, was, but the new stadium looks great. I wasn't I wasn't there physically, but on TV it looked great. Yeah. It did. And I heard, I've heard good things. Um, and yeah, good win of Sydney. But ex- pretty much what we expected. The Eagles... I thought the Eagles... Were, well, because, you know, I, last week I said... Well, we think, we're on the da- we think they're on the down anyway, but they're also missing probably their most pivotal player in Josh Kennedy. He's the yes, one that's, that's going to yeah. keep them relevant. Yeah. The other thing was, like, we don't... We were always also speculative as to where Sydney would be. So we're both not sure what those teams are going to do yeah. this season. I'm so. more confident in Sydney being good than I am West Coast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? Pretty much, buddy kicking eight goals. I don't think they're gonna. They're not gonna be able to rely on buddy kicking eight goals every week. So all right, we'll do our votes yeah. after we do the coaches' votes. So coaches' votes: Richmond, Carlton, Paddy Cripps got the chocolates with a ten. Dusty Martin had seven. Cripps had about three hundred contested possessions, and uh, yep, he did some stuff. Dyson Heppel got six votes for Adelaide, tied with Rory. Sorry, against Adelaide, tied with Rory Laird from Adelaide, who also got six. So a split chocolate there. Obviously, no real standouts if you're getting a six. That's not really. I mean. 
we 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 all got about six coaches' votes just sitting on the couch. Didn't think Happer was that good. Well, you're obviously wrong. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack Stephen got the ten in the Brisbane game. Didn't see it, so I don't know. Like Hodgie didn't get any in there, which I'm disappointed to see. But you know, obviously, whatever. Frio, no Frio players got a vote in the Frio Port game because they got pumped. Darcy Byrne Jones got eight votes. I think the umpires just liked the nice long hyphen name. Uh, he was he was amongst it. Brad Ebert, I don't think he was that good, but obviously he was. And yeah, get around him. Ebert. Uh, Gold Coast and North Melbourne. Harbrow and Aaron Young split the chocolates with seven apiece. Uh, Tom Mitchell obviously got the 10 against the Pies for, for his uh, 355 possession game. It was a record. Uh, GWS Bulldogs. Jeremy Cameron got the nine. So he's got nine chocolates there. Maxi Gorn got the nine against the Cats. And Gaza Ablett back at home. He got six. And Buddy Franklin got the big ten, the big tenner against West Coast. So he is the he is equal leading chocolatier along with Cripper, Tommy Mitchell, and Jack Stephen. And now we'll go to our votes. And if Croft has not given Crips the five, um, I don't know. There's going to be hail in <laughs> Calabunda tonight. <laughs> Well, I didn't, so oh, prepare well, for hail. Surely he deserves it. There's inclement weather around, so they could be um, hail. So, are we doing, we're going one to five. Yeah, five, five being the best, one being one. So, I gave one vote to Dustin Martin. Ooh, Dusty. Two to Gary Ablett. I gave three to Patrick Cripps. Four to Buddy Franklin and five to Tom Mitchell. Nice. It's hard, it's hard not to give. I don't think you can not give. Tom Mitchell was about five votes. I mean, he yeah. broke a record. He had 27 contested possessions. No, mm. I mean, you can't. It's difficult. It's Paul? Difficult. Um, I've got a similar, similar-ish list. i got Maxi Yorn at, with the one vote. Just because of him. Um, Cripps at four. <laughs> uh, Cripps at three, two? Yeah, two. Two, yeah. Um, Mitchell, sorry, Martin with three. Stiff arm. Mitchell at two. And Franklin with, sorry, Mitchell at four votes. Yeah, and Franklin. And Franklin with yeah. the five votes. Because, yeah, I, I think you just, he basically won in the game. We're in a similar, yeah. I, I gave Dusty the stiff arm Martin one. I gave Jack Stephen two. I didn't see the game, but he got 10, so he must have played pretty well. I gave Cripper three because he was a Herculean in a, in a loss. I gave Tom Mitchell four because he had a very good game, but possessions is possessions. But I gave Buddy the five because Buddy kicked, like, what did he kick? Eight or nine goals, something? That's just one. He's just dropping loads. So I just think that was he, my votage. He basically like won them the game as opposed to like, you know, there's talk about Trelaw and all that about Tom Mitchell not being impactful, but yeah. he literally won them the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they both played well. It's, it's yeah. hard. You, 50 possessions and eight got, that's two pretty outstanding All, all five games. people so on way, our list played well, really. Like, yeah. No one's wrong. No one's wrong. Um, no, that's an opinion. We've got a right. quick segment here I'm going to call Premature Evaluation. <laughs> where someone's just jumped the gun and they've just gone a little bit a little bit too overexcited and gone early on a call. We're going to do this out of the year. I'll, I'll have one this year, someone this week. Someone else can have something next week. It can be someone in the media, a journal or something, a coach, or it could be a just someone you saw on, on Facebook or in the streets talking. I had some, someone at halftime of the Geelong Melbourne game posted a status saying, Geelong Premiers, for sure. <laughs> They're making Melbourne look like an amateur team. I think that was pretty premature. Geelong only just won that game out of a bit of luck in the end. So I think you've gone a bit early there, mate. Not going to name and shame you, but you've gone a bit early. I don't think uh, 
you could call anyone premiers after one round, no matter how dominant they were. And while that was going on, across across the road, in a different state, the Giants were absolutely annihilating the premiers of two years ago. So I don't know how you couldn't think they were more likely to win the premiership than Geelong. So that's premature evaluation for this week. Now we'll go on to the number one rated segment in all of podcast. Yeah, now nah, look. Yeah, nah. So uh, if you don't remember how this works, I will say a statement. We'll each say yeah if we agree, nah if we disagree, or look if we, if we you know, put a little bit of spin on it. But something a little bit different in between. So the first one, this is also something that someone may have prematurely said, but first one, Hayden Ballantyne is cooked slash done. Paul? Nah. Cool. Me, I'm going to say nah as well. I think he had some good form in the second JLT game, and I think he too early to say that about him. He's a he's a nippy little fella. Sorry, nobody's he's, ever done. He's a heartfelt player. Yeah, we've been through this with every player in the AFL that's gotten old. Uh, second one, North Melbourne are certain wooden spooners. Croft. No, nah. Saying no. Paul. Yeah, no, nah on my account too. I'm going to say yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I have them as wooden spooners anyway, and I think they can't even beat Gold Coast. Yeah, I, I, I have them as my wooden spooners, but yeah. I just don't. These are obviously like way too early conclusions, but yeah. that's the point of it. If they were obvious statements. Well, if I'm on premature evaluation next week, I'm going to bring out you. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you can't judge a player after one round or another team after one round, you can't judge them. I mean, we obviously no, have them. This is what we're doing here. We're judging. Snap judgments. what we're about. <laughs> uh, Gary Ablett could win the Brownlow this year. Uh, Paul. Yes, he could. Oh, he's going wee, wee. Uh, Yeah, I reckon he could. Yeah. I don't think he will, but he could. No, Anyone de- could. Definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I, I think he's, I he's a chance. I'm going to say look because he has to play enough games. Like, yeah. if he, he might find he might find very a lot of opportunity no, I re- to I rest reckon he will. I towards think, the end of the tail end of the season. I reckon so he I was think, taking the piss last year. But also, year Coast, also so because fine. he's in a team with Selwood and Dangerfield, he, that could actually draw away from him as well. Yeah, so. All right. Buddy will kick 100 this season. He'll kick a ton. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I think he will. I think he's I'm going to say, really, yeah, purely based yeah. on the fact that I would like to see that. The AFL wants it. I reckon Gil McLaughlin's given, <laughs> I reckon he's given uh, Horse Longmire an extra 500 grand to keep Buddy inside 50 this year. He was inside 50 the whole time last game. This just in, Alex Silvani has been given permission to play for every club against <laughs> So, Well, if that happens, I, I change my thing. <laughs> I think he will. Ah, uh, geez, that's a toughie. It's obviously early, but I mean, he's got eight. So what, 92 to go? Easy. He's on par. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say Do they no. play West Coast again this year? Nah, probably. He's going to go off, I reckon. I'm going to say nah. He Tip might it, get close. Tippett's gone. Tippett's gone. I reckon he's going to go right off this year. All right. That's it for you. Now, look, now we'll get into our tip, tippity-doos. <laughs> Tipping, so let's tip. So the games this this week, what are they? Let's find out. It's going to be a five days, five days of footy. Yep. So Thursday night, I hate Thursday night games. I hate them. I hate them. I really hate them because I've got training. I can't watch. I hate it. (laughs) So Adelaide versus the Tigers, and this one is going to be at Adelaide Oval. What do we think? Going to be pretty grand final rematch. Grand, yeah. Richmond. Yeah, Richmond, I think. Uh, I'm going to go Adelaide. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Just because. Just 
Two Richmonds and Just a Crow. For the, for the Coopers. Um, the Still Friday the night. Coopers. How? Who Who did the fixturing? Why? Why is, why is this the Friday, Friday night, night game? <laughs> North Melbourne versus St Kilda. I couldn't think of a more boring two teams to put together. Wow. This is three St Kilda's? Yep. yep. Why does it say 1.20 p.m.? It doesn't. Oh, it says 4.20 p.m. It's yeah, a, but that's over. That's Eastern States time. It's one twenty. Because it's a Good Friday game. It's an afternoon, oh, so it's an afternoon game. Yeah, that's right. I forgot it's Good Friday. Maybe that's why. Can we just Good Friday? Did we? Are um, we all tipping St Kilda? Yeah, St Kilda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carlton uh, versus the Gold Coast Suns at Etihad Stadium. I'll probably tip Carlton for this one. Yep. Oh well, I got Carlton in my bottom three, so I'm going to go Gold Coast. Oh, okay. So one Gold Coast, two Carlton. Uh, Collingwood versus the Giants at the MCG. I'm going to go with the Giants. Yep. Yep. Giants. Brisbane at the Gabba against the Demons. I think the Demons will get the win they probably should have got on the weekend. Uh, yes, the Melbourne Demons. Yeah. Demons all round. Freo versus Essendon over here at the new Optus Stadium. This would be a tough game. Uh, I'm going to tip Freo, obviously, but I think it'll be a yeah, I'm gonna go Essendon. pretty close one. Yeah, I reckon Essendon as well. Oh, you guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> hope you die. Uh, Bulldogs versus the Eagles on Sunday, Etihad Stadium. Oh, gee. I'm going to tip the Eagles. I reckon they'll win. They were pretty good on Sunday against... Yeah, Nick Natanui was good. I like Nick Yeah, Nick Natanui go. Yeah, he was Hopefully he pulls up well. Go yeah, well, I'm just going to be the uh, devil's advocate here and go for the Bulldogs. I hope like, don't getting, I hope, like getting no tips right. <laughs> well, I got all of them right last week, so depends. Um, Sydney versus the Power at the SCG. I think Sydney will win, and I think it'll be comfortable because I think all those enigmas are going to be like, "Oh, I'm not in Adelaide. What do I do?" And you think <laughs> yeah, Buddy's going to kick 92 goals so he can get that hundred? Yeah, just I straight think away. So. Uh, Buddy's going to kick Second. at least six. All right, yeah, I got Sydney as well. No, I'm going to get Port. Oh, Ooh, Devil's Advocate. All right, Geelong versus Hawthorne at the MCG. Mm. This is a difficult one. Um, These are always good games, aren't they? Is Danger for the back this week as well? But yeah. Out. I don't think he's not out. Well, he's not probably confirmed out. Not confirmed, but. Um, oh, this is hard because I like Hawthorne. No, I don't really like Geelong, but I think. I think the same game a couple of years ago, though, you did lose a multi. I did, yeah. And they had I'm going to tip Geelong. I, I think Gazza will get him over the line. Yeah, I'm going Hawthorne purely based on last week's You're a Hawthorne supporter. Um, I'm going to go Geelong. All right, that's the tippies done. We're, we're running at a pretty good time here. So now we've got a very quick and concise Croft's Cook. Here's your cook and a something up. Everybody hates them. Everybody likes to bag them. I'm going to do this quick, short, and sharp umpires. Now you can say 50 metres. They did a good thing. They said, they came out and they said, we got it wrong. We got it wrong. And we had a lot of discussion about that. And we could have gone on further if we had more time, but we didn't. Um that was that was pretty good by them to come out, but I reckon, looking at the game, they like to umpire. I reckon they're fucking enjoying it now. I reckon they like to make calls for the sake of making calls that they shouldn't. They want to they want to pin players for things that aren't there, and they love to jump jump on that whistle. And I reckon I reckon they've got to put it away a little I bit. Razor Ray likes the spotlight. I reckon he they do. I reckon a lot of them are looking for calls. Like they they're looking so hard that they're seeing things that aren't there. And I reckon they should maybe just, you know, they should just keep it to themselves a bit and not jump the gun. I, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the uh, coming out and saying that 
they this X amount of calls were wrong. And I think it serves no purpose, really. I don't want them to come out and be like blind, stubborn and just be like, no, they're all right all the time. I reckon Ava just say nothing. Because all it does yeah, is yeah. just embarrass and shame the umpires and give fans more yeah. cause to criticise And them. it doesn't help the just teams. Don't say anything. Like the team that... Yeah, like, that if a team it. loses yeah. and it's because of a bad call, they go, oh yeah, we got that wrong. That's, they're not going to be like, oh, thanks. It, it doesn't That really it. helps. In like fair of, enough early in the season when you're trying to, you know, draw the boundaries of what is... Yeah, and what isn't? But that's what I was. That's what I was liking about it because I was trying to figure out what yeah. is actually the call. Yeah, I get. If you're using from, it, it's like an example. Third, yeah, as a learning experience, yeah, like I example. want to know what ones are right, and they, they specifically said the but two were wrong. But they could use clips from the season before and say this is should be fifty, this shouldn't yeah. be fifty, rather than doing it that week. Because I just think it's, I don't know. I I just I hope that round okay, fair enough round one. But I, I hope they don't keep doing it because it just opens up more criticism on umpires, yeah, which well, we like to criticize them, but. You know, we don't it's almost help. like umpires are being turned into players, basically. Like they've got the umpire coach. They actually had uh, Razor Ray with the mic on the field telling him what he how he prepares for a match. Oh, I'm yeah. just like, you got some kid in the crowd going, I want to be I an umpire be when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. And they're turning it into like almost players. So you almost find that they actually might start dropping umpires if they make shit calls. Like Well, I think they do. They do. They yeah, do, yeah, do yeah, that. But they've got to be pretty bad, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's been a pretty quick episode. I think we're probably going to be a little bit over 30 minutes, but about, about right. You know, we've cut it down a fair bit. So we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We hope you enjoy the footy on the weekend. We'll be back next week. It'll be Paul again. Uh, our man Dicko's over singing karaoke. He's busting out Bon Jovi. He's absolutely He's running right. He's eating lots of weird ice creams. Uh, if yeah, you have any recommendations, things to do in Japan, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook and we'll send it through to our man Dicko and we'll, we'll get him to send a picture of him doing that activity if he if he's in that location and can do it and get it done. But until next week, in honor of the great man, um, keep well. Keep well. Keep well. Keep well. Yeah. Hello.